<laughs> you know what's funny? Is you never think two of the things you're a fan of, two of the things you like the most, could have a lot in common. Especially from an internal structure. Or internal misstructure. Here's what I mean. You see, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, Archie Sonic got cancelled, right? Well, one of the main reasons that people look back on when it comes to the history of Archie Sonic is, well, that led to its cancellation inevitably was not just because of the lawsuits, but some of the things that took place eternally, internally within the company. Yeah, things got a little bit better, a little bit more structured out, even after Ian Flynn uh, came on board as the head writer. But before then, there was a lot that was misstructured, a lot of things that were pretty much a mess. Yeah, the book was selling great. Sega loved the sales they were getting back from it. So did Archie, and that's why the book kept going. But when they allowed Ken Penders, they allowed Ian Flynn to an extent, you know, even after he came on board and things were, you know, smoothed out a little bit, and other people like Cole Bolas and several other writers, but mostly those three, to come in and write stories, you know, to, you know, uh, for certain issues, for, you know, building towards certain events. Even though the stories were good in the end, some of them, if not most of them, I should say, there was always news of misstructuring behind the scenes. And when it came to someone like Ken Penders and Ian Flynn, that was pretty much, uh, well, mostly Ken Penders. Ian had a little bit too, but mostly Ken Penders, there was always that misstructure. Like, there was no communication whatsoever as to what was going on. Which is why Ken would always think, oh, I'm allowed to do this, I'm allowed to do that. No one was there to rein Ken Penders in and say, you can't do this. Or, you can only do that, but you can't do this. Or, you can only take it this far, but not that far. Nobody was there to structurally rein him in. The same with Carl Bolas. No one was there to structurally rein him in when he was writing some of the stories. And for a bit, the same with Ian Flynn. No one was there at times to rein him in until they finally did. He was the lucky one. He was the one that finally did get reined in after a few moments here and there. But, but Ken and Carl mostly were ones that had, didn't have that structure. Which is why there was no communication between the sides. Which is why certain things happen when they shouldn't. I mean, the slap, 134. Issue 134 could be debated as to who was behind that, who was responsible for it, and, you know, why it took place and why it shouldn't have took place. There's always going to be, you know, you know, that debate of who was, you know, responsible in the end. You know, a lot of stuff. A lot of things happening, you know, behind the scenes that had, thing, had they had someone to rein them in, probably wouldn't have happened as badly, if at all. But because of the misstructure, they had to clean things up internally once Ken was gone, once Carl was gone, once other people were gone, and Ian Flynn and others were brought in. And like I said, yeah, Ian and his team had to be reined in after a bit, but at least they were able to be reined in, you know, in enough time to where they were able to follow the structure they were given. And whether you agree with that structure or not, at least it helped the book you know, stay afloat for a little longer. You know, the, you know, whether or not you agree with the decisions that they make from a story perspective or you don't. But why do I bring this all up? Well, it's mainly because when you look at what's going on right now in AEW, 
apparently, there's some misstructure going on. Yeah, there are some attempts right now to get things structured once again. You know, Tony Khan putting certain people like Daniels in charge of a certain department, Madison Rain in charge of a certain area, you know, this person, someone like Pat Buck and Sanjay Dutt and all of them, you know, yeah, he's putting them in charge of certain, you know, parts of, you know, the backstage area, like training, coaching the women. That's Madison Rain's uh, area where she helps out in. Daniels, head of talent relations and other places. That's his deal. Sanjay Dutt, same thing. You know, booking, agents, you know, you know, going over matches. You know, at least he's trying to struct, you know, create a structure, but there's still a bit, if not a lot of distructure, you know, overlapping it. In other words, the structure, the structuring is being built, you know, to basically trying to keep things organized, but the distructure is overlapping that, you know, more so. In other words, it's like 20% of it, 25% of it is structured right now to where it's a little organized, but the 75% of it is not. And this all has to do with Tony Khan. Tony Khan basically, it seems in the eyes of a lot of folks now, especially when you look back on what a lot of people have said, whether they said the things because they it's part of their character's worksheet promo, like what MJF did a couple months ago, you know, what Big Swall said after she was let go, um, along with a few others that have said something similar. And now you got a situation with CM Punk. And all the news and information coming out from that. And it makes you wonder why Tony Khan hasn't gotten a grasp on all this. Why he's only starting now to slowly get a structure built to organize things. And the way I look at it, the way I look at it, it's the fact, and uh, and I'm sure others have pointed this out. Others have pointed this out, but it's pretty much the fact that Tony Khan is allowing his wrestling fan side of him, his wrestling fan persona, to be more dominant than his business side. Remember, MJF, works shoot promo or not, some truth to it, if not a majority of truth in that or not, basically called Tony Khan a major wrestling mark. That's what he called Tony Khan. And it looks like part of that is true. Part of that is true. I mean, look at the Jonathan Gresham deal. He almost wanted to walk away from the business because, you know, Tony, he couldn't get in contact with Tony Khan until he did. And when he voiced his opinion, it's like even he basically in his own way acknowledged there was no structure. And it's all because Tony Khan is more of a wrestling fan than he is a business promoter. Now, some might say, well, that's great. Being a wrestling fan is great. He knows what the fans want. And as I've mentioned before in several occasions, that's true. That is a good idea. But if you're going to have your own promotion, you know, along with that, then you need to know how to balance both sides of that spectrum. You need to know how to balance both sides. You need to know how to balance your fan side and your promoter side and try to see how you can meld them to work evenly together. You got to find a way to fuse them together into one entity so you can have a perfect balance. Right now, Tony Khan's not doing that. All Tony Khan is doing right now in front of the whole world from these various reports and things that have come out beforehand, all he's doing is letting his wrestling fan side, you know, take control. All I mean, according to a lot of people, all we're seeing from Tony Khan is, ooh, oh, we got Sam Punk and John Moxley. Let's put that match on next week. Oh, let's make it a 60-minute Ironman match. Ooh, the flip to the king. 
Fuck, that'd be so awesome. Let's hold a scene out of Tony Khan. Let's hold a scene. Tony, like, we're going to get Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa probably all out, right? Tony, Tony Khan will be like, oh boy, let's do it again with Rosa and Storm. That was such a good match. Let's do it again. Have more flips and keys. That, that's all they're saying. That's all they're saying from Tony Khan. They're seeing the wrestling fan come out going like, They're not seeing someone taking this seriously. And sooner or later, what's going to happen is a lot of this information, whether it dies down and things get smoothed out, which hopefully they will uh, eventually, but if this starts to get out more so, especially with Warner Brothers Discovery, you know, breathing down their neck, I mean, they're supporting them and everything, but once they hear about stuff like this, they're going to be like, yeah, we like what AEW's doing, but do we like the guy that's running it? Are we sure about the guy that's running it? You know, they may not be cool with that. Warner Brothers Discovery may go to Tony Khan or even his father and say, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Khan, can you uh, get your son removed as owner of this company? Get somebody else in charge like yourself or maybe sell the company to us? You know, they may want, they may suggest that if Tony Khan doesn't get his act together. If he doesn't. Because the more, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The more, uh, the more distrust, the more, I guess you could say, dilution of, you know, what the locker room is supposed to be in the eyes of a lot of folks, especially the fans, the dilution of that. It's going to keep becoming more and more and more. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that whatsoever. And all Tony Khan is doing, like I said, is allowing his wrestling side of him, the wrestling fan side of him, and the wrestling mark side of him, I should say, come out and be more dominant over his wrestling promoter side. And he can't allow that. He can't allow that. I mean, look, Triple H is a wrestling fan, he's also been a wrestler, and he knows how to promote. He's got a perfect balance because he has the experience. And that's another thing people have to wonder. Is Tony Khan getting nervous? It's like I said in the video I did before work. Tony Khan is about to experience a war he has never experienced before. He's about to be in a competitive war he has never been in before, because unlike previously with NXT versus AEW, this time it ain't NXT he's going up against that Triple H is running. It's Monday Night Raw and it's Friday Night Smackdown and those pretty much are guaranteed to kick ass against any competition. And Tony Khan you know I don't know if he's ready if he realizes that or not because if he doesn't you know it doesn't matter if you're on a different night or you or you're you're on the same night. You know it doesn't matter if you're on a different night or the same night you're going to get your ass handed to you on a silver platter. And you have to wonder if Tony Khan knows this and he's nervous. And this is why he's doing all this restructuring now and everything. Because he's realizing, oh, I'm about to be in a war, a competitive war, that I've never been in before. You have to wonder if he knows that. Because if he does, then hey, more power to him for finally waking up and doing things. But it, but here's the thing, it doesn't just... Start and end there by hiring someone like a Madison Rain, putting her in charge, putting a Christopher Daniels here in in charge of this, and Sanjay Dutt and all that. It doesn't just start and end there. No, it continues. It continues. Because if you do not have people 
you know, in certain positions to rein in certain men and women competitors, you know, and make sure that, hey, yeah, you can go out and say this. Here's the bullet points for you to go out and say this. You know, if you don't have those kind of people in there to rein someone like, let's say, a CM Punk in and make him realize, hey, we know you're very opinionated. We know you'd like to go into business for yourself. But here, it's not about you. It's about the team. You said it yourself. You're here to help everybody. You're here to help the company. Prove it. Stop going into business for yourself and be a team player. That's what some, that's what Tony Khan needs someone to do to rein someone like CM Punk Phil Brooks in and wake him up and make him realize you once said you wanted to help people, you wanted to help the company. Well, here's your chance. You know, you know, stay in line with the company, stay a team player, or get the heck out. That's it. Because you can't just allow somebody to go into business for themselves and not say anything. Because if you if you're someone like Tony Khan, and even though you're starting to finally have some structure put into place, but not entirely, and one of those distructures, one of those misplaced parts that needs to be fitted into the right slot is, you know, going into business for themselves, saying what they want to say, you know, threatening and levering, uh, levering and threatening to walk out, quit the company, maybe take the damn title with them, put yourself in a situation you don't want to be in, you know, and you're not going to step up to the plate and say anything because, oh, I don't want to upset CM Punk. Oh, 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 glory to CM Punk. Oh, I don't want to upset Phil Brooks. He's a god to me. Oh, I need him to stay to help AEW succeed. Oh, because I'm a wrestling fan instead of a promoter. If, if you act like that towards someone like a Phil Brooks and just allow him to say what he wants to say and do what he wants to say, do what he wants to do, and you have a majority of people that have come out on screen, in storyline, outside of AEW, you know, come out and say that nobody likes CM Punk in the back, and that CM Punk's only out for himself, and that's starting to kind of manifest itself in, you know, on and off camera, then you have no one but yourself to blame because you're not putting in putting people in the right positions they need to be in to rein people like CM Punk Phil Brooks in. You're not. I mean, I, and here's the thing. I don't know what the reason for CM Punk going into business for, for himself only a few months after Adam Page said what he did. I don't know I don't know what the issue is. You know, Adam Page obviously got what he said approved by Tony Khan. Did CM Punk not know about that? And if not, did Tony Khan expect CM Punk to have a rebuttal already, you know, set up and ready? No. No, he didn't. You know, Tony Khan probably didn't have something ready for CM Punk. He probably didn't take Punk aside and said, yeah, uh, I told Adam Page he could shoot on you a little bit, so please be ready to respond because I know you can. He probably didn't do that. He probably expected Punk to do it himself. And I'm pretty sure that's why Punk took it personally. He took it personally. But he's levering a lot of this. He's levering his position right now as a top guy in the company because obviously he sees what we see. There's no structure. And, and why? And why is he doing this now? What? To prove a point that, hey, Tony, someone like Tony Khan shouldn't be in charge? Or someone like Tony Khan shouldn't rely on guys like me or Brian Danielson or Chris Jericho to build his company around? He should build it around the unknown? You know, is that the reasoning for this? We don't know. We don't know. But obviously, this does prove one significant point. 
Tony Khan needs to stop being a wrestling fan. He needs to, his father basically needs to take him upside his head and go smack and say, Tony, wake up out of your fantasy. You are a wrestling owner, promoter, businessman, not a fan. Grow up. That's what people probably think his father needs to do. Because like I said, Warner Brothers Discoveries, they start hearing about this stuff more so than we are. You think David Zaslav is going to want to deal with AEW much longer? You think Kathleen Finch is going to want to deal with AEW much longer? No. They're either going to tell Tony Khan's dad, hey, take this company away from him, give it to somebody else, or, you know, put it out of business, put it out of its misery, or heck, sell it to us. We don't care. Just keep this guy out. But he's, he's not acting like a promoter. He's acting like a damn fan. You know, do you, do you think anybody wants that to potentially happen? No, but because Tony Khan... Because, you know, because Tony Khan needs to wake up. Nobody wants to see Warner Brothers Discovery become the owners or, you know, his Tony, Khan remo- Tony Khan's dad remove him from power and put somebody else in charge or even close down the company entirely. They don't want any of those options. They want Tony Khan to wake up and realize it's time to grow up. It's time to stop being a wrestling fan just because as you own a wrestling business doesn't mean, or a company, doesn't mean you could just still be a fan. You need to grow up and realize that now is the time to be a businessman more so than you've ever been in your career. That's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. If he has to, if he has to put someone like, you know, and he's doing it with Christopher Daniels and others, but if he has to put someone on the level of a Triple H in charge overall of, let's say, creative and head of talents like a Chris Jericho, and so be it. And so be it. Again, I don't know what the reason... I don't think any of us know the reasoning why CM Punk acted the way he did last night. Why he went into business instead of focusing on him and Moxley. You know, nobody does. Nobody knows why he went into business for himself. You know, we don't know if maybe he's just waiting for the... He was biding his time or what was going on. We don't know. But again, it just proves that, you know... As much of a structure as he's trying to build right now, because obviously he sees what he's about to get himself into, you know, with Triple H running things on the WWE side side of the fence. You know, you know, even though he's trying to get some structure right now, like I said, it doesn't start and end with what he's just done. It has to continue. And it has to continue by hiring other people, putting them into certain positions, so that only are they able to help the talent, you know, with the promos and the matches and all that. And open, and open more lines of communication, but also to rein them in so that they don't go into business for themselves. You know, and, and here's the other thing too. A lot of people are wondering why the heck are we getting CM Punk and Moxley next week instead of at All Out. Now, I said in a previous video, it could be because they want to do maybe Punk and Page 2 at All Out or Punk and MJF at All Out, which a lot of people are expecting that is going to be the possibility. But even so, but even so, if those aren't the options they're going in, or going to go with, and they, and it's more sensible to go with someone like Moxley and Punk, you know, why not wait? Why not build it? Why are you doing it just to, what, pop a rating? You ain't Eric Bischoff. You aren't going up against competition next week. You know, so, so what's the deal? I'll tell you what the deal is. I'll tell you the deal why he's doing it. He's either going to end it in a no contest and we'll have a rematch at All Out, which 
would, I guess, make sense that, you know, these guys get so out of control that the match gets thrown out and then you do a match with a stipulation or so at All Out. I, I get that. I can understand that. But still, you know, why why do this? Why start, why book it, you know, the following week? In John Moxie's hometown of Cincinnati. You know, is it your way of getting back at Punk for doing what he did? You know, get the belt off him, screw him out of his match and say, hey, you want your rematch? You'll get your rematch, but never go into business for yourself again. Or, you know, is that why you're doing it? To send a message to eventually if you decide to screw Punk or job him out to Moxley in his hometown? You know, is that way? If you is that your way, Tony Khan, to send a message of, hey, you don't go into business for yourself? I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what the issue. I don't know what the reason he is. You know what the, you know, it can't just be because he wants to pop a rating, because if it's to pop a rating, then, you know, why? You're not going up against anybody. You're the number one show on cable television every Wednesday night. Why do you need to pop a rating? What? Because you're not in the millions right now. And that's why you want to do this? Because you want that millions rating? You know, is it because WBD is telling you, hey, get into the millions, millions, or we may not keep you? We don't know. Or is it maybe because of the fact that, again, Tony Khan is realizing in his own way that he's in a war now. He's, he's in the beginning stages of a war he's never been in before when it comes to facing someone like a Triple H. In a you know company like WWE because again, like I mentioned earlier, it's not NXT he's going up against. It's Raw and SmackDown, even though they're on separate nights. You know, is that the reasoning? We don't know. We don't know. I'm thinking it might be more so than anything that that might be the reason. Hey, you know WWE, you don't want to put your champion and have your champion defend his title on Raw and SmackDown. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna show you how it's done. I'm gonna put this interim championship together, right? I'm gonna put this undisputed championship, I should say, together now. And I'll give the fans it, give it to the fans for free. That's how you do it, because wrestling, because we the fans matter. You know, could that be way? Is that is Tony Khan trying to send a message to Triple H that hey, you don't have your undisputed champion defending his title on a weekly basis? Well, guess what? I'm gonna have this match. But here's the thing: there's no special event. It's not a special event whatsoever. It's not a special themed event, like Quake by the Lake or Fight for the Fallen or Fighter Fest. Or blood and guts. It's just a regular dynamite. It's not Arthur Ashe Stadium, which I think obviously if you don't if you really want to hold off on, you know, Moxie and Punk Undisputed, you should just wait till then. You know, it's not that. I think what it and it's definitely not part of popping a rating because WB's WBD is breathing David's ass breathing down his neck. No, I think it's more along the lines of Tony Khan, because of the attempt at trying to structure things now in an orderly fashion, but still having 75% of it misstructured, Tony Khan is trying to prove a point. He's trying to basically, in his own way, fire the first major shot at WWE by doing this. That's why he's doing it. He's trying to shoot the first major shot in this new competitive war by saying, hey, Triple H, you may be running things now on Raw and SmackDown and the pay-per-views, but you ain't taking us down without a fight. And that might be why he does this. Well, maybe he's doing this, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but maybe that's why he's doing this. But, I don't know. Hopefully things, as some people are hoping and praying, will die down and calm down and smooth out between all sides. 
But yeah. Yeah, Tony Kondo, he needs to wake up. He needs to grow up and stop being a wrestling fan and be more of a wrestling promoter. If not, again, like I said, what could potentially happen is word could get out to WBD and David Zaslav and Kathleen Finch and they could either suggest, you know, Tony's father take him out of the position of power and put somebody else in charge or sell it to them or even just shut the company down entirely because there's no structure. And I, again, I don't think anybody wants that. I don't want that. Because what does that do for the wrestling business? Nothing. It hurts it. But, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What happened with Punk last night? You know, that's on Tony. That's on Tony because, obviously, with the Hangman Adam Page promo, work shoot promo that he did on Punk, uh, before the match of Double or Nothing, you know, even though he probably got that approved by TK... TK didn't, you know, run it by CM Punk. And I'm guessing because as a fan, he's hoping CM Punk would be on the ready, you know, uh, you know, would be on the ready no matter what. We don't know. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. What do you think of the situation with CM Punk and, do, he do, and him doing what he did, as well as how it relates to what everybody has said about the backstage situation? That there is nothing, nothing more than destructure, misstructure, more so than there is structure, period. And do you think this paints Tony Khan in a bad light? You know, that uh, because of the fact that he acts more as a fan than he does as a promoter. Let me know what your thoughts are. Comment below. Live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Super chats. Super stickers are open during the live chat of the premiere. Super thanks afterwards as well. And also check me out at BW Rose's Discussions. All your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. And check me out at my Teespring store as well. And at Venmo at Brian-Warmer-2 and at Cash App at BW Roses 98 And check out my content at Vimo as well. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are. And I'll talk to you all later.